Hey guys, welcome into Something Like Therapy. Jess and I were a little influenced this week on the TikTok ban discussions that I'm sure you've been seeing all over your social media platforms. So we decided to make today's episode discussing that, social media's impact on society and its impact on how we parent our children. So stick around for that. Hope you guys enjoy the show and let's get going. Welcome in. We are here on another rainy afternoon, unfortunately. So good old uh, sunny California. Yeah, we're. I was telling Jess that um, people that have never, like myself, that have never identified as having like seasonal depression, have seasonal depression. All the Californians <laughs> uh, have seasonal depression this year because. Um, like rain never affected me even, you know, when I used to live down the hill and it, it rained a lot more than it ever did up here. No, it never affected me. But then again, I was a kid, so you don't really get, <laughs> I don't know, at least I never got depressed as a child. But, um, yeah, like now that it's just raining so much, it is like even just looking at the forecast, knowing that it's going to rain just it sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. Seasonal depression is definitely real this year, and it's it's hitting pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, um, anyways, onto uh, <laughs> yeah. not so bright topic. But... Yeah, right. To kind of go with the weather, <laughs> to um, keep the gloom going. <laughs> we were uh, we brought up this uh, topic all because of the whole really the TikTok ban thing. But we promise this isn't going to be a show about the TikTok ban <laughs> and if we agree with it and what we should do and all that. I think anyone who has TikTok, which is everyone probably, um, saw the whole circus of that freaking hearing and just the <laughs> ridiculousness of it all. And there's so many different things behind it, but whatever. Um, but one thing that did come up um, from that was like that we saw in the hearing from the highlights or whatever is that they were trying to get at the CEO guy of TikTok about like, do you know the number of deaths of children caused by TikTok? And it's oh. like, dude, one... How do you know TikTok caused their death? Like, I'm sure if someone killed themselves, right. they have, you know, mental issues that, you know, maybe weren't addressed or maybe they were. There's so much more yeah. that plays into that. Exactly. So, um, but anyways, we, it, it really made us think and we had a conversation about it in regards to like, you know, it's not any social media's platform's responsibility to monitor your children, to raise your children and to be Whoa, on top ahead. of them on you know what they should be watching and stuff so but to kind of get it got our gears going and wanting to talk about um you know social media and you know society and then social media and parenting and all of that so that's going to be what our what we're talking about today yeah well my husband over here jumped way ahead but we'll start with the bullet points um i do want to say that like in regards to tiktok it's the last time i'll mention you know this whole tiktok thing but um I remember, like, just a couple years ago, I just, I was, I don't want to say against TikTok, but I just didn't see the big deal. I was just kind of like, oh my God, this is stupid. Like, grown-ass adults on TikTok making videos, and I just thought it was, like, the silliest thing, you know? And it wasn't until, I think, sometime last year that, uh, early last year, I started getting into it. And honestly... I kind of see why people are so passionate about, you know, how why they're fighting for um, to keep TikTok around because it is it is a very unique platform and it does offer a space and and a, and 
I mean, a, a platform for people to show their, their real selves, you know, have a, a place to, to speak their minds without being monitored or, I mean, there is some, obviously they monitor some things, but for the most part, people are free to share whatever they want to share. Um, pretty much they're what Facebook used to be, what yeah. Instagram was supposed to be. So and it really too, I'm a team TikTok for sure. Yeah, and then just being someone who like really enjoys movies and directors and all that stuff, it really is a place for young kids who, you know, love movies or maybe want to be an actor or director to kind of like showcase their skills with acting and showcase their skills with maybe shooting videos and directing. Like there are other ways of doing it where you can post your stuff on YouTube and things like that, but like TikTok makes it very easy. And like I scroll through TikTok and I see all these like young you know, young directors and stuff and it's like these little video shorts are like, dude, that was Super hilarious. Cool. That was great. That was shot so well. Like so it has its benefits, but also TikTok has uh shown me how much I don't know how to dance. So <laughs> I don't know if Well, these just dance kids showed me, but like these people uh, Gen Z is, gr I don't know what they were born with, but all of them just have it's all these. It's a new chromosome. The they, it is. Chromosome. Like, they just have these moves, and that's like, you, you know, you see it on Facebook. Of course, you see it on Facebook. It's like, oh, you know, me back in, you know, in the 90s doing a dance tread, a trend versus freaking TikTok now. It's like they have this whole choreographed, like, freaking video, and it's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. We would never do that, you know, when we're in high school. Like, God, no. So, yeah, thanks, TikTok, for reminding <laughs> me how bad I am at freaking it, dancing. And TikTok's also the best at reminding you how you can waste an hour oh, to two hours yeah. and not even realize you wasted. So <laughs> We all got a problem. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so let's um, cover some of these bullet points. Um, some of them might sound a little repetitive, but I think we can make we can highlight certain um certain points that we want to make you know with these questions so hang there with guy with us guys um and we are going to be sharing some personal um a personal part of our story and so we just want to give you guys a little bit of a i don't know i guess a trigger warning so we will be covering that towards the end of this but our show has so many trigger warnings Jeez. <laughs> i guess we trigger people all right. um all right should social media be held accountable for what our kids watch? Yeah, I mean, I think when Jess told me, like, oh, this is going to be a, one of the questions or one of the bullet points, I was like, should we even do that? Because it's like an obvious, I mean, at least in from my point of view, it's like an obvious, like, no, because I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the greatest parent or whatever, but like, why would I think any social media platform should be responsible for like, <laughs> you know, what my children watch? So, um, but I mean, on, like, I think as a, you know, uh, as a social media platform, as something um, that does go out to the whole world and, you know, can get millions, if not billions of views. Um, yeah, they, ha they have some responsibility in like monitoring what goes on there. They shouldn't be like allowing video footage of murders or rapes or beheadings you know but um you know like like i was saying earlier we it's it's really hard to monitor when people have the access to just post things um but you know i think they do somewhat of a good job and like you were saying they do give the content warning and things like that but 
ultimately, I think, uh, you know, comes down to parents, really, especially with your children, you know, of what they're watching. Um, yeah, most definitely. And I just kind of want to play, you know, of course, I, I stand with Derek. I think it's a parent's responsibility to... Um, to watch over your children, you know, keep keep track as, as much as you can about what they're watching, mm-hmm. um, what they're listening to, their interest, you know, get to know your child and get to know the things that they're interest, interested in. Um, but I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. I, I understand <laughs> that as parents, you know, it's our responsibility 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 to raise our children but i do believe that and i know as our personal experience that we've tried for example our child has a smart tv in his room and we have tried every way possible to block youtube like we have tried to you know give some kind of password and try to limit their time that they're on TV or their tablets. Like we've tried everything that we can possibly do to intervene, <laughs> you know, and be be active parents in their you know development and whatnot. But it almost kind of seems like a battle that we can never win because either they figure out how to like kind of you know get through the get past the code or how to download youtube again like it becomes it's like this never-ending battle as a parent right so i can see why people do believe that social media should be held accountable because i do think that there's they could find better ways uh for they they could find better ways to work with parents to work with parents, helping them, you know, set these boundaries, set these safeguards for their children. But it's almost kind of like they don't want that to really happen. So again, do I believe it's ultimately the parent's responsibility? 100%. Um, I don't think that they necessarily should be held accountable, but I think that they should at least listen to the parent's concerns. Um, because I know I'm not the only parent that feels this way that, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, just keep our kids, kids for as long as we can, uh, before they're exposed to what they're being exposed to. But sometimes it feels like everything's working against us. And, um, so this is uh, the next question is should social media regular regulate content more? Again, I want to say, yeah, having children two special needs kids and you know now we have a a, almost a 21 year old like i knew a lot of the things that i know a lot of the things that our old our youngest kids are watching probably aren't age appropriate so we have to be on it i'm pretty sure our oldest was probably exposed to a lot more that we were even aware of so i think in that sense like i said I think they should be not necessarily held accountable if something happens in the sense where, like you said, you know, challenges like, you know, if there's like a stupid challenge going around and a child gets hurt, like, hey, you know, like, again, parents, what are your kids watching? You know, what are they doing outside? Like, well, why are they climbing that tree or why are they, 
you know, doing something to do, but like, you know, keep an eye on your kids. So, but I think maybe help helping the parent out a little bit with if they see some type of, um, you know, either challenge or whatever that's, that's trending at the moment. And it seems like it could be dangerous, send some kind of, you know, flag alert to, you know, I don't know, like a parent or, you know, let it be known, like be louder than the challenge. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, um, it's hard. I don't know with, for these platforms to do the content rating just because, you know, we've seen it where we'll be on like, you know, YouTube kids and there's videos that pop up that are like that that shouldn't be on the youtube kids like that that literally violates <laughs> what the yeah. the restrictions are are for um but the way that people publish it they they find hacks they find ways around it you know it's just it is what it is and like um you know honestly it, if i was like the ceo of tiktok or i had some platform where billions of people watched it and i had parents coming at me like yeah you should do this and you shouldn't allow that I mean, I would kind of be a dick about it and just be like, you know what you can do is not let your kid watch it then because no. I don't have a way of, I can't make it a perfect platform. There, it's going to have stuff and they're going to see stuff. So if you don't want to even take that little bit of chance that they might see something, then just do your job and don't let them watch it. And that's yeah. the thing. Like when you have little kids, you really can. Now, obviously when you get into, you know, are you going to be a parent that's not going to let your kid, you know, your 14, 15, 16 year old not have a phone because you're like, well, I don't want you going to TikTok. Like, unfortunately not. Like you, you're going to get them a phone more than likely. And they're more than likely going to download something, especially something as famous and as big as like TikTok. Um, and then that, you know, but then that goes to more of like, there are uh, different programs and stuff. I forgot what they're called, where you can monitor what websites they're visiting. Um, and you can, I don't know how that works. If you can monitor what apps they have downloaded, um, and then that goes down a, a slippery slope with, you know, later we could talk kind of about parenting and stuff, but like, how intrusive do you want to get into your child's right. life to where they're just like, wow, you literally have your eyes on me all the time. Like, I can't even have my privacy of my phone. You, you, you know, if you can look at what websites, I'm, what websites I'm going on, how do I know you're not looking at my text messages and stuff? And it's true. And like, literally reminds me of that Black Mirror episode where it's like angel eyes where you, the mom can like. The, when the baby's born, they program to like <laughs> have like cameras from whatever they're seeing. The parents can like log in and see what their child is seeing. And yeah, so mm -hmm. it's a cool episode. But anyways, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, as a, but going back to it, TikTok can just be like, then don't let your kids watch it. I don't yeah. know. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't know. No. Yeah. And that, that question, should social media regulate content more? Um, just like you said, kind of to, um, to tag on to what you said. I think a lot of parents nowadays, uh, we just talked about this. It was in regards to something else, but we're talking about how parents are trying to be more friends than an oh. actual parent, <laughs> exactly. you know? So what happens with that is now they transfer the responsibility to an outside source, right? Mm -hmm. So so now they're expecting <clears throat> social media to be that, um, that voice of authority of like, hey, no, you can't watch that. Hey, you shouldn't be watching this. When really it's, it's the parent, but parents... Uh, nowadays and I see it more and more I see young kids I've seen kids that are like four five years old that have a phone <laughs> why in the world do they need a phone I I don't understand it yeah. now I get that a lot of people it's it's like a safety thing you know my child should be able to call me in case something happens 
Which I understand. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. But the problem is that you are giving this this little individual that you know mind hasn't even began to develop so much information at their hands. And the way that I see it now, I'm you know I have a really good friend. She's a little girl. That little girl is so freaking smart. She she can grab my phone and just like navigate through my phone like nothing. I, it blows my mind. So mm. that tells me that they're they're so much more advanced than yeah. maybe our you know our our older kids are um so it, it's you know even more advanced than what we were at that age so that tells me that you are trusting your child with something that can ultimately really damage them so again you cannot expect social media or any other outside source to replace you as a parent it, mm. it's just it's it's not, it's not realistic, and I don't think it's it's right. Yeah, yeah, because you're pretty much you're giving them access to, and I think we were, you you mentioned the bullet points, and I thought I was going to bring it up a little later, but um, in regards to like by giving them a phone that has internet access, that has access to apps and things like that, and you allow them to, you know, I don't know why a four or five year old you would allow them to have like a tiktok or a, a facebook account or something like that but um what i'm saying is like even with teenagers if they have an account like that now you're battling even if you are a parent that is you know active in your child's life and you're you know trying to give them wisdom and advice and things like that before back in the day like our parents would give us advice and the the biggest thing they had to like worry about was like kids at school or the the friends you're hanging around mm -hmm. with to give you like bad advice. So you want to teach influence. your kids about the birds and the bees. Like I want to do that before they hear it from Johnny down the street, who's gonna tell them all kinds of crazy, you know, lewd, nasty <laughs> stuff. Now it's like now you're not just battling Johnny down the street by giving them access to be able to talk to people all over the world. You're not battling the seven eight billion people that are in the world like that are gonna maybe tell them wrong advice or wrong information mm -hmm. or you know just lead them astray so um yeah like i don't uh, you know we wanted and again it's been different because of our special needs boys like um one they just i, I mean i think our youngest probably would like if we were like if you want a phone like yeah he would <laughs> i want a phone oh, yeah. um but the thing is is that we you know we're obviously not going to get them a phone I don't know till ever. <laughs> like I, I seriously don't know. And that was obviously a different case with our oldest. Um, and again, different case because one, our oldest doesn't have any, you know, um, and, you know, no issues in the sense of like autism delays. Or delays or, uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and then two, like even when he was still younger, there, there was one, there wasn't TikTok and, you know, Facebook was there and stuff and Instagram, I think. Yeah. But it, I don't know. They didn't seem, they were still growing, you know. Um, it's not what it is. And it isn't the big media machine was that it is changing. now. Like, yeah, it like, was still very much a very. Um, for me, like Facebook has always been kind of like something for older people. Like not when it first came know, out, that was everyone's. Yeah, all the young people were on. I Facebook. guess yeah, it was. Um, but I think it was just very different. I don't know. For me, like I remember MySpace was just like. Oh, totally yeah, that was different. A really, like, really different thing. That, and that to me was a totally just very much marketed for the youth and you know people to talk about anything and everything. When Facebook came by, it seemed a little more regulated and they kind of seemed to be monitored a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So there was you know challenges that came up and stuff, but they were kind of shut down a little bit more because Facebook is very much watched. Like 
all the time, you know? So, but that goes into a whole other topic of like privacy and, you know, freedom of speech yeah. and that, you know, so that, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. None of those, and then, yeah, <laughs> to not to bring up the whole band thing, but like none of the social media platforms, there is no privacy, like, but there's no, that's not even just with social media. It's like your phones, your TV. Yeah. Your TVs have cameras and stuff and like your phones have cameras. Like, yes, there's no privacy. Trust me. Mm-hmm. They're listening to you. They're listening yeah. to us say this right now. Well, we're going to post it on the internet too. So we'll for <laughs> sure be listening. But uh, Yeah, no, for sure. All right. So uh, kind of uh, goes into the next question. Do you feel since the boom of social media, it's been impact. Uh, it's, oh my gosh, did I write this right? It's been, um impact has been positive or negative on society so pretty much does social media impact yeah. society in a good or bad way right yeah. so has its impact been positive or negative on society i mean i think again like when it came out like the first things myspace um and then facebook and then instagram and stuff like they were designed to connect people just like the internet was designed to connect people and make conversations easier um and it did you know obviously people reached out more you connected with like old friends maybe from high school or from your childhood um you were able to keep in contact with family members easier um so yeah it it was positive but like anything else in the world or in society like it gets corrupted. It, it just does. Like anytime you give access to be able to get so much information at once, it can just lead to bad things. So I would say from the time that it was positive and good versus the amount of time now that it's been in my eyes bad and had a negative impact on society, the negative impact is there's been a higher percentage of time that it's been negative because I think right now it, it's, it's negative and it's like just because it, it, it's doing, like you said, what parents, some parents that are just like, I don't know, let let TV, let social media freaking raise my kids. Like, I don't want to do it. And, yeah. you know, but again, you have parents like that I feel like us where we're, you know, we uh, are trying to, and even with our oldest, we're trying to, you know, be active in their life and know what they're doing and stuff. But again, it goes back to what I said before all we had to worry about, or at least our parents had to worry about was like our friends influencing us in the wrong way. Now we're battling, you know, hundreds of millions of people that are influencing what our kids see. Um, so, yeah, and, and a lot of the stuff they're seeing is bad, you know. Yeah. So I think it really has impacted in a, in a negative way. And even more so, it's negative in the sense that it's made everyone weirdos and it's made mm-hmm. everyone introverts. And we have a whole, you know, Generation Z of introverts where they think it's normal to just be stuck to their phone and they think it's normal to text someone instead of calling them. They think it's normal to, you know, face FaceTime someone instead of like, let's go out and hang out. Like, no, it's called just FaceTime you. Like, Oh, it, I mean, that's that, if you FaceTime someone, that's 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 a big a step. Yeah. yeah, it's a big step that you're actually even doing that. So yeah. yeah, it it's it's impacted us in the sense that it's really making us not like it like I said, it started out to connect and to connect people it's making us not, it's making us isolated, if anything. Right. Like, we connect via, you know, comments on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but that's it. Like, people hide behind a, a screen and a tablet or a phone, and there's just no interaction. Like, it's just so, it is so strange. 
Um, and there was like, how funny, I'm like, oh, there's a TikTok. There was a TikTok I saw <laughs> where this lady was filming these kids outside, her neighbor's kids, and she was like filming them. And she's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure their mom told them to go play outside. And she's like, look at these little weirdos. They don't know how to be outside. And the kids are just standing there. One of them's like playing with a bush. Like he's just hitting the leaves. The other one's doing like a dance thing. And, and the other one's just standing there. And she was like, they really don't know how to play outside. And it's like, it's true. Like kids don't know right. how to be outside anymore. Thanks to social media. Um, what I feel, what I believe is that I think, you know, it was it was its impact positive or negative. Honestly, I think it's it's completely up to you what kind of impact it has on you, on you. Um, as a society, yeah. yeah, I guess you can say it has been a negative impact on society, but I think that also kind of takes away the responsibility as an individual. Because I think, and this is again, this is why I go back to the whole, there's no damn reason why a little child should have a phone. And the reason why I say this is because even uh, there's been times where our younger kids have our, our um this is how i found out about tiktok our youngest i let him use my phone and i didn't realize but he had created his own tiktok that's right okay man. this is a special needs child okay <laughs> um and he had created his own tiktok and i started seeing the videos and i was like Oh my gosh, when the hell did this kid create? I, I didn't have the app on my phone. I didn't have anything on there. Um, and he, he was like seven, right? Seven yeah, he was, was about like four little. Years ago or so. And he figured out how to do all the, you know, like the trends. Like he, and he was so good at it. And so my point is that you can give this little child, you know, a phone and just, you know, make sure that none of the apps are on there. I don't know. For me, I feel like Apple makes it very easy for kids to just download whatever they want. I've had passwords put on there. Somehow they were able to bypass them. Because with them. your Apple phone, if you're logged into your Apple ID, yeah. that's it. That's all you need. So again, I, I'm sure there's a way. I know there's like certain phones that are like made just, you know, for kids and that they can't have any apps on them or whatever. So if that's what, as a parent, that's what you choose to do, then hey, that's honestly, that's an awesome. I'm glad they finally come up with something like that. Um, and that's really quick. That's what I was yeah. going to say for the parents that maybe are out there screaming like, well, look at all the you know school shootings. I want my kid, even if they're in kindergarten or first grade, to be able to call me if something's happening. And I 100% agree right. with you. Right. Then get that kid the freaking jitterbug. Get that kid the LG 8100 <laughs> that flips open and there ain't no apps or anything. Like there's right. ways to where I just want you to be able to call and text me. You don't need to get yeah. them the freaking And they even have like walkie-talkie watches now yeah, where they can just Get like... them with that old Nextel like right. where you at? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So, again, I think it goes back to just having some common sense. I think, again, like as a society, like now we just want to transfer over responsibility to someone else so it's like okay yes we've been negatively impacted by social media but why is that because we don't know how to have discipline to try to reduce the amount of time that we are on social media try to ourselves if we know something is overwhelming or it's too triggering for us don't watch that you know, so, but since our kids, our children are watching us have absolutely no, um, no, um, 
boundaries or watching us and, and not have any what's the word like we're we're not limiting our time to our social media or screen time mm-hmm. why would why would they do that yeah. right so we're just sitting there on our phone scrolling why would our kids not do that you know why wouldn't why would they do anything else but that yeah. so and i think our generation we're like the last line of defense in the sense like where because when we were younger you know even in high school we didn't have phone i mean we had right. phones but it was like the old nokia phones that were coming out um but what i'm saying is like we're the last line of defense where we still can like show our kids no you can still do this and and be right. outside it's like once it passes on like even our oldest son generation like they were born into already having electronics mm-hmm. and phones that how would they even know then to teach their kids any different and mm-hmm. even and then our younger ones even more so like for right. the really young generation they don't know anything else and why would it why would they even have the notion to teach their kids like don't be on a tablet or don't be on a phone or you know don't be in some sort of app or whatever because they don't know any difference i I remember we were just talking about this the other day we used to work for a cell phone company we were like uh techs and uh this is when smartphones started to just come out um i was like the the envy i think it was the lg envy and it wasn't even a smartphone yet smartphones they just had games and access to internet and yeah so you you had access obviously to the internet it was which then you could like i think watch videos on yeah we were able to watch videos i think that's when youtube kind of started like yeah maybe coming out more and so anyways there was this particular co-worker of ours was on his phone all the time like Every single moment he was on his phone. And I remember us looking at him like, you know, we would go out or whatever. And then he would be on his phone. And I'm like, what a freaking weirdo. Like, why can't he just not be on his phone? Like, freaking just talk to us, socialize with us. Yeah, they Um, were the weirdos at the time. Because it was like, no one's on their phone like that. Right. Something's wrong with you. No one's like that. We were still very much about, you know, interacting, like socializing and this particular coworker was on his phone all the freaking time. And I thought it was so fucking rude. And I thought that, you know, he just, what, what? Like, he just thought everything else going on in his phone was so much more important than us, you know? Fast forward to, <laughs> what has it been, like, yeah. freaking 15, 16 years now? And I'm like, wow. We, the people that are actually going against the grain and not sitting at the dinner table with their phone, they're the weirdos yeah. now, you know, and it's changed so much. And I think we were, we were privileged enough to be still live in, in that world of like where we weren't so consumed with technology. So it was like, cool, but we got to see the transition and now we see, and we are actually falling into that whole being all about our phones and and it's because you know just things change times change but it should be millennials should should know better we should know better that's it should know better (laughs) and that's what i'm saying like for me whether it has a negative or positive impact it's up to you it's up to you how you want to use social media. There's there's so many good things that you can do on social media. There's so many funny things that you can do. Um, you know, there's moments where we can be feeling down and we just see a funny ass video and we're like, oh my god, what will we do without social media? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even in that, like we sh- we should not you know not be influenced so much where that changes our mood because it can go the other way. Also, right? But I think that. <laughs> 
ultimately it's your responsibility how you allow anything to affect you and society doesn't want to take that responsibility anymore they just like well i saw this and you know um it it just it, it it really influenced me to do this and it's like okay but why that's called immaturity that's that's called taking no well, accountability saying you know that, i mean think back to with the first uh big uh the columbine shooting yeah they literally blamed it on the matrix because they wore black trench coats and had a bunch of weapons so right. it, it was the matrix's fault because the kids literally said we liked the matrix movie so it's like okay so okay everything all the whole their mental issues their lack of you know, uh, uh, parental figures in their lives, I'm sure, you know, all, all the stuff, whatever happened in their, in their upbringing, none of that has to, is, is the, right. the culprit. It right. was because of the Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but yeah, so since then they've been trying to blame either Hollywood or, or something else, just right. not us as parents, you know? So, and like what I was saying too, when you were like that it, it's the individual and, and I agree with that, um, but it was going to like what I was trying to say about like the generations where you know like our kids generations they don't they don't know any better and it, it, to me it's like kids uh even with our son our oldest son's generation and then even the younger generations now like they don't they can't comprehend what it is to not be influenced by social media or not be influenced by movies and TV because it's just so their their life is so in in you know wrapped up in it where social social media is everything like internet is everything youtube is everything what you see life is what you see on the computer screen your mm-hmm. phone tap your phone screen your tablet screen that is that's what real life is i have no idea actual real life i only know this now you Th- need to have so a parent from yeah reality. And, and that's what i'm yeah. saying like us still as parents of the you know these generations really need to show them like no this is not this is life let's go out and do life but the more if we don't change it now the more the generations grow and you know our kids have kids like it'll just be lost there will be no more mm-hmm. this is real life they'll they'll all understand only that life is what you see on the screen yeah so. and that's what i that's what i was saying with the whole like millennials us especially <clears throat> are the you know the senior millennials um senior millennials <laughs> uh we're we should we know better we know life before smartphones and social media but i think we're doing a a bad job because like you said we're now getting more we're getting sucked i notice how much we spend on our phone and stuff it is i mean and and it's it it anchors me i get angry at myself um (laughs) i'm so angry and i'm so against this about being on social media and guys don't forget to like our, our page and make sure you share this on all your media platforms but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you can take that and just use it for for good. For good, you know. You can use and, anything and, for and good. Be yeah, about more. You should use social media like with a purpose. You yeah. know, it shouldn't just be empty scrolling and senseless scrolling. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what we've gotten so caught up in. So okay, so going to the next one. I'm really excited about this question. So uh, it's all social media versus parents. What is social media teaching our kids? Okay. So some people might get upset. To be weirdos. (laughs) So uh, there was a, I think it was for the Grammys. There was a performance by homeboy. What is his name? Sam Smith. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, he performed uh, the Unholy. The Unholy song, yeah. Right? Okay. God. The oh, internet went crazy for that one. Yeah. So, this is my thing, okay? Like, I'm not even going to go to... I'm not even going to go into the whole, like, how much publicity... Publicity is publicity, whether it's positive or negative, okay? So, I'm not even going to go into that part. But I just want to say... There was a lot of people that were like, oh my God, I can't believe that performance. It was, you know, and I've seen the video. I've seen the video. Wait, I don't think it's that song. No, you're thinking of the Lil Nas X stuff. Too. No, 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 no. It was Sam Smith. It was a song. It wasn't the Unholy One. It was another one. But he performed <laughs> the Unholy One. So anyways, so <laughs> here's the thing. As parents, you need to have awareness. Okay. What's out there? What are kids watching? Okay, I'm not, I'm not anti, like, I'm not anti anyone. Just say that, okay? <laughs> I'm not anti anyone. But if the content seems too mature for my child, I'm going to say, no, you can't watch that. Okay, so why? There's people on here on, you know, on, that were on social media and they were just like, just up in arms. I can't believe what, you know, what they showed and the performance. Okay. Listen, you know, this is the Grammys. They're going to push the bar as far as they want. They can. That's just how it is. Because why? Because it gets them. It gets them on the news. It, well, it gets them to be the hot topic. And, and they got they got to keep up. They got to keep up. I mean, if the yeah. Grammys ain't coming out with something where it's like jaw dropping, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they just showed that. Then someone, whoever's watching that, the the young generation says watching that and be like, this sucks. And then just go to TikTok where I can see something that's like yeah. crazy. What or is that like shock? Like what is that? Shock uh, videos or shock No, effect? like when you get like a response like. Um, yeah, like the adrenaline, like the. Well, yeah, it's like well, they, they, well, they want to come up with content that's going to be like shocking. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Like, exactly. and we're going to talk about this for. If not days, weeks, yeah. you know. So why this, do you think Sam Smith makes those kind of videos? Because exactly. people are talking about them. And here's here's the thing. Like, I think that it is it is inevitable. Your kids are gonna run into things, um, not even just on social media and the news. This is a funny thing because it's like people were up in arms at the Grammy showed showed whatever, but yet the so the freaking news kept showing the videos over yeah, and right. over. So now it's like. Why don't we talk crap about the news? Like, or why don't we talk about the people that are reposting it? Oh, I can't believe this is what they showed. But yet they're You're freaking it. reposting it. <laughs> yeah. You're reposting it. So it's like, do you not think that's a little counterintuitive to what you're trying to do? How about we stop talking about it? Stop giving them the attention because all it's doing is just fueling that fire and it's going, 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 going. And it's just this domino effect where now you see it on every social media platform. Everyone's talking about it. You think you're doing good by warning, but all you're doing is just promoting. So we need to be a little bit smarter. We need to do the job of a parent, show your kids at home, whatever your values are, whatever your beliefs are, that's the job. That's the job as a parent. Mm. It is not the. I'm gonna say it. I don't freaking care. It is not the job of your school, of the schools, to teach your kids whether whatever religion you believe in that it's right or wrong, or whether you know gays should be married or not. 
it is not the job it's not their job now this is where i agree where we should leave everything out of the schools it's funny we went to um our our son's old high school yesterday and have lgbtq support group Mm. and we just kind of laugh because we're like man i remember when i was in high school that would never be okay uh, like you wouldn't i mean it just wasn't as a person you wouldn't because you're just that's like opening right. it to like well here's the death of me in high right. school because i'm gonna be like so my thing is here i i i'm all for the support group of course but i'm pretty sure there's parents that walk in there like oh i can't believe that i can't believe they have that support group now why <laughs> why do you have such a problem with it if you are teaching your kids whatever it is that you believe in at home, your kids should have enough confidence within themselves. I mean, yes, I know they're developing and they're growing and they're going to have questions and, you know, but that's something that you're not going to be able to control. That's something that just is going to happen. It is the part of growing. It's part of maturing, of discovering yourself. But here's the thing. Um, you can say that, you know, you believe it or not, but I, I really feel that if that child or individual has any gay tendencies whatsoever you're gonna see it way before they get into high school okay so i know i'm i'll just say that that that's it I'll say that about that but to me i feel like there's gonna be a lot of things that your children are gonna be exposed to and it's gonna be up to you to provide those provide that guidance provide that let them know hey this these are our values Ultimately, when they grow up, they're going to decide on their own what they want to do or not do, you know, but it is your your responsibility as a parent to show them what you feel and what you believe is right or wrong. And ultimately, they, they discover it on their own. But to me, like this, go back to the whole Sam Smith thing. He's just doing what it's his job. He's, He's in shock value, shock value. That's what I was yeah, trying to say. That's what I said. You did say that? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, like he's just doing what he gets paid for. It. And exactly, like I said, or like you said, it's publicity. People were talking yeah. about him. Uh, do we remember Marilyn Manson? He did that exactly. years ago. He was like, let me just see the most weirdest <laughs> thing that I could do and look like and say, and I'm going to get famous for it. And what and happened? Yes. He died out because. People just he who stopped, things just started getting stopped worse. being yeah, relevant. Like what what you know? he was doing became almost the norm. Where it's like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. we already saw that, Marilyn. You got to come up with yeah. something different. So, this is the thing. I think it's gonna. It's so oh, so many of these these things that you're concerned about as a parent and you're so scared about. <sighs> attention is attention, whether it's good attention or bad attention. If you give something attention, it gives it that fuel to keep growing. I'm not saying to be blind and ignorant. I am not saying that. But you have a conversation with your child and you let them know this is how I feel about it. And, you know, this is we here at this house. This it's not okay to watch it. Um, If they have more questions like, well, why and why is this bad? I think you need to answer accordingly to your child's. um, Well, this is this. This is just depends on how you choose to parent. But I think you kind of need to, like, gauge how much your child can handle and can't handle, you know? Yeah. Like, it, so, exactly. But, yeah. One more thing I just want to say, like, I had a friend a while back. This was, like, a few years ago. And she called me one day. She's like, um, my, my, my child's going to go to a friend's house and they're going to watch. I can't remember what movie. Um, it was a movie that it was, like, kind of um, 
It was called Red. Was that one with that little animal that explodes? Oh, yeah. That one that... she was, like, upset That was just last year, wasn't it? Oh, it was a couple years ago. I think it just came out last year. I was don't, it? Yeah, but the, 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 about the, her going through, like, yeah, changes Yeah, her whole changes and mm-hmm. stuff. And she was just like, I just don't know. And, and, you know, I just don't think that's right. And, you know, and she's going to go and she might be exposed. And I was like, well, why the hell are you letting her go? Like, why are you letting your child... Like, it's as, as simple as that. Do not, don't overcomplicate it and don't try to point blame on someone else because you don't want to say no to your child because you don't want to set that boundary or, you know, just protect them from whatever it is that maybe at that, that age, they're not able to kind of process in their little minds, you know, say no, that's it. Just say no to your kids. And if they don't like it, oh, well. You, you know, well, get like comfortable you, with disappointing your kids. It's fine. Yeah, like you brought up earlier when you said there's that line between like, I want to be friends yeah. with my kids, but, you know, I'm not just going to be their friend. I have to be their parent. Like, yeah. everyone wants to be the cool dad. Everyone wants to be the cool mom. But now and then you got to like be the law. You got to be like, mm-hmm. no, you're not doing that because this, this and this. And it's just, you know, yeah. parents don't want to do that, you know, because you have a bunch of, uh, I'm not going to say like, even if they're not young, but whatever, like 20s, I mean, you have 30-year-olds that, like, have kids and stuff, but they're just like, oh, well, I don't want to raise them how I was raised. And what, raised with freaking, you know, discipline? Raised with, like, the values and morals that were, you know, it's like, I want to let them be free, which is perfectly fine. Let your kid be free. Like Jess just said, you let them discover themselves. Let them find what it is that makes them tick, but be involved in their life to what you were saying where it's like, you, every parent should sit down. Now, again, it's all age appropriate. You're not going to talk to your five-year-old about like crazy in-depth, you know, transsexuals and things like that. But I'm, what I'm saying is like uh, you have conversations throughout your kids as they get older where you explain, okay, look it. It's got to tell them you're going to run into things, you know, bad people in the world. There's going to be bad things. You know, you're going to see things. You're going to hear things. Come to me when you when you mm-hmm. have questions on this stuff. Don't don't be don't like hide in your room and like secretively watch these things. If I if I see you watching, we're gonna have a discussion as to why you shouldn't. So I can explain to you why you really shouldn't. That right. your little mind is still developing and this and that. And you no, know, like you don't want to be influenced by the the these things yet. Give yourself some time to grow. Keep hang on to your childhood. Things that we you know we try to tell our older son and you know. That, you know, in, in, in their own ways, we try to tell our, to our special needs boys. But as parents, have those conversations with your kids. Be as open as possible. Don't just give the, don't watch that. Why? Because I said so. I mean, yeah, every now and then you need to kind of just be a firm hand of the law. But it's better to explain because all you're going to get from that is resentment. And whenever, it's like we all know. When a parent says don't do it, what do we do? We want to do it even more now. So be yeah. have open communication. Again, relationships will only work when there's communication especially you know with your spouse and then with your children like you have to have that communication yeah you have to have that that open line of communication no matter how uncomfortable the topic is and this is something that we learned with our oldest you know unfortunately through a pretty hard lesson but um yeah so the next question i think we kind of really we covered it was what are ways that you can better safeguard your child and protect them from the inevitable? I think what we just discussed is open communication with them. Because you can put all these these restrictions and stuff. And then like what Jess was mentioning earlier about YouTube, you get, it's mostly just with freaking stupid like Vizio and LG. Like they, mm-hmm. they the smart TVs come programmed with these, with like YouTube um, and you can't get rid of them. And mm-hmm. you can't even put a password on them. So 
it's it's dumb. But um, yeah, like you can set up, you know, only give them YouTube Kids or you know, uh, restrict their time uh, that they have on their tablets or on their phones. You can do all of that. Like yeah. that should coexist with again open communication with your child, and that's going to be really your only big lines of defense to kind of monitor or regulate what they're watching because eventually you can't watch them all the time. If they if they're not allowed to watch certain things here when they go visit their friend down the street or whatever. They're going to probably watch it there, you know, like they'll watch R-rated movies or, you know, be on the app that they're not allowed to be yeah. on over there. So it's better that you speak to them and let them know beforehand why you don't want them on it instead of just saying, I don't want you on that. Because then it's just going to be like, well, then, damn, there must be some good shit on there. I want to go, whatever's on yeah. that app, I want to go on. But you explain, no, I don't want you watching it because there are bad things on there. There are things that are just that a, a young child like you should not be watching just explain so that and then but even then it's just all you can do is just you know communicate with them explain to them again it ultimately is going to be their choice even as young kids can be their choice to to do what their parents ask them to do or not and then once they if they don't and you have to cross that bridge then you have that conversation with them and you know but again open communication so yeah so this goes into our last um just topic and what we want to share um we uh, we want to share the very dark side of social media, um, and also know that if you, as a parent, feel like you're not doing enough, or feel like you you have no control, and your child, especially if you are raising a teenager, has completely lost their mind. <laughs> Um, you're not alone. You're not alone. So many, so many of us have fought that that battle. Some, so many people out there are still fighting. So many parents are fighting that battle of trying to keep up with their teenagers and with you know how rapidly social media has changed and co- continues to change. Um, our son, when he was um, sixteen. 17 it started really young um probably started at 15 because it was in middle school so yeah middle school at 14 probably 15 um you know of course you start seeing all the different changes that they go through and um you know just growing up and seeing all the things that they're getting themselves into you know so it becomes very overwhelming as a parent and it was pretty much for both of us the first teenager that we raised so it was like a total yeah. learning experience for us um i think a lot of the things that happened had to do with with ignorance um you know we were very kind of just ignorant to what what was out there on social media the things that they they had access to um not just for them to see but to actually buy and purchase um so it was a lot of hard lessons that we had to learn with our oldest. So um, he started struggling when he was about 14, 15 years old, struggled with some depression. Um, and fast forward to about 16, um, 17 years old was when we started getting a lot worse, seeing it get a lot worse. He went through just the depression really became overwhelming for him. So we uh one night um i get a call in the middle of the night and it's one of his friends 
letting me know that he was on something and he was in our home. Um, he was on something, some form of drugs, you know, that I needed to go check on him. So I did went to go check on him. And sure enough, he, he was, he was high. Um, wasn't just weed because we were, we were made aware of the weed very young. Um, and now he was, you know, going into, to other things. So he, um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand one, like why was my son doing, you know, these drugs and two, how in the hell did you get a hold of, you know, substances like this? I, I just, I couldn't understand it. So, you know, I asked him and he was just like, well, you know, I got it from a friend, blah, 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 blah. About, I think it was about a year later. Um, okay. So in between that year, we were on him. We were on him like white on rice. Like we were just like, what are you doing? You know, who are you talking to? You know, we went through just this whole battle with him. It was just the worst year, a year and a half of our life, honestly. Like we, we just fought, we fought, we fought for him. Um, and it was, you know, honestly, Derek and I barely made it out of that because it was the toll and the stress that took on us, um, that it took on us was just something that we honestly, I, I thought we were never going to get over it. It caused a lot of fights between him and I, like it was just, it was heavy. It was really bad. Uh, and then at the same time we were trying to raise two special needs kids and we had, you know, our own battles with that. So granted this was like around right in between COVID. So like a lot of things happened. It was just the worst, probably almost two years of our lives. Um, fast forward into one of the last incidents, the incidents that happened right before we asked him to leave our home. Um, he again got a hold of these, this particular substance and it went bad very quickly. Um, he pretty much attacked us in the middle of the night. I won't go into the details of it. Um, just out of respect for him. I did ask him if we could share this. He said, yes, just leave some out of the, leave some of the details out. And I respect that. Um, but it went south very quickly. Come to find out, he finally told us where he was getting this stuff from and he was buying it from Snapchat. So there is a bunch of accounts on Snapchat that sell acid, Percocet, um, you know, innocent as weed, um, fentanyl, anything that you can think of, anything that you can imagine, opiates, they have it. They have it on Snapchat. And the more and more that I went into, you know, looking up these accounts, I saw so many stories of so many parents that their children had OD'd. They, they're unfortunately children, some children didn't make it. And it was so heartbreaking that almost every single parent that shared their stories had no idea, absolutely no idea that these individuals were selling these very serious drugs online. And I, you know, I, I thought about if something really terrible would have happened, worse than what did happen that night with our son and us, I really, I, I imagined us being interviewed and us saying we had no idea and people looking at us like, yeah, freaking right. How do you not know what your child's doing? How do you not know you know, that they're, they're buying drugs off of 
freaking, you know, Snapchat. Like, how fucking stupid can you be? And I really did ask myself that. Like, no, really, how stupid can I be? But then I thought, these accounts have gotten so good at hiding it. And they were able to change the wording. Um, They use cute little emojis for certain types of drugs. And I thought, how in the hell are parents supposed to compete against these drug dealers? There's no other way of calling them. These drug dealers, that they don't give a shit. They don't fucking care if your child ODs. They don't care if your child's life is ruined. Our son got very lucky. I, I straight told the cop, take his ass to jail, because at this point he was already, uh, he was already 18. Um, and they didn't. They were like, no, you know. They, they took him to the hospital and they showed him so much grace and I'm grateful they did. But at the moment, of course, you know, it wasn't because I didn't care about my son, but I didn't want him to get away with this because it had been done before. Not to that extent, but it had been done before. So, and the reason we're sharing this is because I don't want any parent to feel out there that they're not doing enough or that they should know better there is thing there is some things that you really don't have control of you really by the time you find out about it it's a little too late and i'm not saying necessarily it's too late like where you can't help your child or that your child's hopeless it's a little too late but i mean like that your child has already found it before you you know so we had to learn a very hard lesson we had to remind ourselves to ask our children questions no matter how hard it is. Um, We wanted to give him his space. We wanted to give him his privacy. We never, we thought we didn't that, oh my God, my son is like, you know, everybody, he's so likable, he's so charming. You know, I had such a good sense of humor. And I thought like, no, like we're, our son is just awesome. And he is, he's awesome. But he, his maturity level really made hard, made it hard for him to understand that what he was tapping into could have caused him cost him cost him his life. So I think that what we can do as parents to avoid this, avoid the inevitable and the reason why I say inevitable cuz they you they will run into it. They even as our special needs kids, they are going to run into something that might ultimately hurt them. So we need to ask ask those very hard questions. We need to, you know, find the courage within ourselves to ask because I found out, and this is because he told me finally, was that when he was, you know, in middle school, he was already taking opiates. He was already um, taking Vicodin and, you know, different different pills and doing Percocet. And I'm like, I had no freaking clue. We had no freaking idea. And it wasn't because we weren't involved. We were involved, but we were not asking questions. We were, I, me as a mom, I was maybe now that I think about it, afraid about what I was going to find out. But now we know that we have to ask those questions and it is our responsibility because obviously social media and this is where i agree with parents we and i think as parents we have we have we can also take part in this where 
if you see an account, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, I've seen them on Instagram too. TikTok, Instagram, um, uh, Snapchat, whatever. If you see an account that is selling anything, I don't know. I, I, I'm an advocate for, you know, I know people are about, you know, cannabis and other natural plant medicines. I'm, I'm a believer in that. But if I see anything that can actually cause harm to an individual, I'm going to report them. I don't freaking care. I think we are just so, I don't know, either denial or numb that we see it and we just scroll. But if we report that and we keep reporting and keep reporting, then eventually they're just going to get tired and then they're going to, you know, I mean, I know it's they're ruthless and they'll probably find some other way, but at least you remove one possibility of your child run, running into that particular page. So have some grace for yourself because I know we had to learn that. It, it took some time for us to heal. Um, that was part of the reason why I was in therapy because there was a lot of things that that particular incident caused a lot of trauma, PTSD. Um, but we learned a lot and we also had to learn to forgive ourselves for some things that we just, we had no control of, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to <laughs> say I mean, anything in regards to that. Yeah, not, I mean, nothing more to say in, in regards to our son's story. Um, and I thank him for allowing us to share that just because, you know, it's, it's hard stuff that other parents, you know, need to hear or should hear. Um, the only thing I just want to add to that, and then I'm sure, you know, obviously if you're a parent, um, you know, or just your person, you've gone through it. But what I used to always and still do tell my, my oldest is that, you know, it's hard because <clears throat> you can give someone advice and you can try and tell your kids, you know, do this, don't do that. Um, but what is the really hard realizations when you come to is that, is that every human being, you, you can be told over and over and over and literally be shown and like, here's the examples. This is how, what, what happens when you do this and blah, blah, blah. But you're still going to do it because the only way you truly learn is through experience. So if as a parent that maybe you have young kids or you have, you know, younger teenagers right now, you really have to swallow that hard truth is that more than likely your kids are probably going to do stuff that you don't want them to do because that's just how it is when you're young and then in your mind's expanding, you, you need to try it. Like don't touch the stove. It's hot. You're going to touch it because I need to mm -hmm. see that it's hot. Like, okay, I learned my lesson. But hopefully you have kids that it doesn't take them two, three, five times to learn their lesson. Maybe hopefully they learn their lesson right away. But just knowing that truth, again, it just comes back to, you know, getting ahead of the game and preparing by being open with your child and conversating with them. When they're teenagers, com have conversations about sex, have conversations about drinking, have conversations about drugs and ODing and what it does. And, you know, it, again, you can tell them, hey, this is all the stuff that can go wrong and they're more than likely they're still going to do it. So just again, I think it's, it's a hard truth to swallow, but you just... The only way that you can really fight it is just, again, having open conversations with your children. Um, and that line of, we don't want to, because, you know, we could have easily, like just said, you know, we would have been those parents. Like, I had no idea. It's like, well, yeah, well, you could have got his phone and gone on his, his Snapchat messages and seen, like, 
yeah, but am I going to go into my kid's room and be like, all right, it's right now. Let me see your phone. Like random, random inspections. And I'm going to go through your text messages. I'm going to go through all your like some parents will be like, yeah, that's what you have to do. But it's like, OK, now you're still fighting, uh, you know, the line between like parent who's concerned about their child and parent who also wants to give our child that freedom and that room to become an individual. And it's a hard line to, to walk. But you kind of have to find that balance. And sometimes, you know, wanting to give your kid privacy and respect can go wrong and they are talking to the wrong people or, and finding things online or through, through apps and ordering things they shouldn't be ordering. But you just hope that the honesty you had with them and in, in those conversations that it's something will kind of click for them. Um, but, you know, I, I can't offer anything more than that beyond just like trying to be as open with your kids as possible, making it a comfortable environment to where they feel that they can come to you um you know with with whatever they're going through um maybe our son did and maybe he didn't and you know it, it's it's hard to say but i think you know kind of tying it back to with social media and like the impact it has it, again because it's making people more isolated to where they just it's just me and my phone and whatever i'm doing i don't i don't communicate with anyone it makes our jobs as parents even harder to like hey well what's going on in your life and they're just like i don't know i don't i don't want to talk i just want to be on my phone I just want to be on my phone so like we have to kind of press a little bit harder but you know it is what it is and that's just the, the society and, and time we live in but um again we're not just battling friends and and influences that we know of and and we can see uh, with our children we're battling things that we can't even see websites and apps and people behind saying that they're one you know hey i'm i'm someone your age and whatever but then they're just like a 50 year old man so it's like yeah. we don't know who they're talking to and, and it makes like i said our jobs harder as parents but we have to find ways to at least be involved in our kids lives and try to fight you know being uh, walking that line of friend versus you know parent so yeah, and I think one of the key things is giving your child enough information about any topic that they can possibly think of uh, for them to be able to make a decision on their own. Um, because I think this is, we've learned this with our son, was that, like, exactly like you said, it wasn't until now that he's older that he's able to see a lot of things different and you know he kind of sees our point of view and honestly we see his side also now yeah. you know um now that he's an independent you know individual and he's living his own life um we're able to see a lot of not justify what he did of course you know but we can understand you the know pressure and the influence pressure that he had exactly so, um, you know, I think the best thing that we can do as a parent, because just like you said, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to they're going to make choices that might impact them for the rest of their life. But if we give them enough information uh, and clear information, then they can at least have a li that that little that little light bulb go off like, wait a minute. Huh, I remember my parent talking about this, you know, maybe I shouldn't do that because yeah. um, you have some parents that are just like. You know how you fix that is you don't let them do shit. You don't let them go anywhere. I don't, I don't let my kid I go anywhere. And they don't even ride like their that. bike. And it's like, dude, you can't. <laughs> it, the Sheltering your child and not preparing them for the real world is going to be a lot more damaging mm -hmm. to them in the, in the future. They won't know how to be normal functioning adults. 
The only way that you truly prepare them is by preparing them, by letting them know this is what's out there. Be Watch out for this. Understand that. This is how people are. Being open with them, being honest with them, because they're going to go through it no matter what. They have to. They have to get older. Mm-hmm. Let's, we can't stop time. They're going to get older. They're going to become adults. They're going to run into it. Yeah. Unless you're going to put them in a bubble their whole life, they're going to run into drugs. They're going to run into alcohol. They're going to run well, into just we, we situations. Kinda, we kind of learned that, too, when we put our, our son. Um, one of our last like desperate attempts was we put, put him in a private school, a Christian private school. And I remember when we had the meeting with... Uh, because the principal knew his situation. Um, this was before the last incident that we had with him, uh, but knew the situation with him. Um, and you know, that he had been kind of, you know, dabbling into like drugs and stuff. So, you know, we shared that with him and he was like, I want you to know that even though you're coming into a private school, we have the same exact issues and problems, if not worse here in this, in, in this campus. Um, and I kind of was just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> so you mean there there really isn't a bubble you can put your child in? Like, oh, well, dang, what the hell do we do then, yeah. you know? And then finding out that, that you can order it off Snapchat or, or, yeah. or other apps, like yeah. even if you homeschool them, which is just like, okay, I'm going to really like keep mm-hmm. them in a bubble. Like literally, their room is their bubble. They can just order it and sneak out and get it um, yeah. in the backyard, like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's no way to really... So, you know, yeah. So you, you, and I'm sorry to say this, but you can lie to yourself and say that you can protect your child from, you know, everything and anything. Um, no, you cannot. You can't. Um, you only have control of what's in your home. Um, and even, in, even then, we found out mm-hmm. that they will find ways to even go past that, you know, to bypass that. So... Um, have grace for yourself as a parent. Um, we had to learn some very hard lessons with him, but you know, I'm glad that we are, we're standing on the other side of it now. Um, you know, and I even think back of just the struggles that my mom had with me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, Mm. you know, now I'm, now I'm on the other side of it and, and parenting an adult and, um, you know, just learning so many new things. And, um, I was seeing a life coach a couple of years ago and she said something to me and I, I, till this day I share it, haven't shared it here, but I just told my son about it the other day. I'm like, this is such good information because I think it kind of takes away the, the burden or the responsibility of like that you need to be held responsible for what your children do. But really, honestly, once they get to a certain age, they're responsible for themselves. But, um, it was, um, you will reject what you're told and embrace what you discover. And it's so true. <laughs> you know, you get to a point where no matter how much you talk to your child and try to, you know, explain to them, especially when they get to those teenage years, close to adulthood, they will fight you tooth and nail. And they will tell you you're wrong and you're stupid and you're ignorant and you freaking, you're you're too freaking old to know better. Um, but it isn't until later on when life kind of kicks them in the butt a little bit that they're like oh but that is because they're discovering these things for themselves so don't drive yourself crazy um and yeah um i guess concluding i think everybody holds a little bit of responsibility (laughs) um social media can probably do a little bit better but ultimately it's up to us it's up right. to us as parents. I, I agree with that. But 
social YouTube, please make it a little easier for us to set those safeguards for our kids. Cause God, the, the fact that I can't even remove so uh, YouTube off of my <laughs> son's TV. What is that about? Like, that's very frustrating. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. So yeah, the majority of the weight is on the parents, um, and you know. But again, like Jess said, I think as a society, we we should hold uh, apps and social media platforms and Hollywood and the music industry, you know, accountable. And they know they're accountable. They're they're gonna decide with like, hey, it's making money. We don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But. So, but then again, that's where us as parents have to step in to just be more uh, productive or more active in our more children's involved. lives, more involved in our children's lives. Um, and, you know, it's like anything else. We do the best we can as parents. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, we're going to fail. We're not going to be perfect. But as long as we're trying consistently to, you know, at least make our children expose it to them, make them aware, to make them, you know, smarter as they get older. That's that's all we can really do. So, yeah. but we'll go ahead and close out, guys. Um, another long one for you. Hopefully, uh, you can listen in segments if you don't got also, the... Also, I'm sorry that you probably had to hear a dog barking the whole entire time, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> <Those are our, laughs> That's another child. Those are our we... other three children that we... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we will see you guys next time. Sorry there wasn't a uh, would you rather question. We promise we're going to have one for this upcoming week, so look out for that on your social media platforms um and uh yeah maybe uh maybe right now go right now into your phone settings and set some screen time restrictions for even yourself and (laughs) not be on your phone so much we'll do the same but um so again have a great day guys and we will see you next time bye